Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It is time once again for a SmackDown study. This is your SmackDown study for February 25th, 2022. And we are now five weeks away from WrestleMania night one. It's weird. This time of year is always kind of weird. We have these long extended breaks. No pay-per-view in March, which by all WWE logic is odd. <laughs> um, we've been so conditioned to having like 15 pay-per-views per year. And uh, there's always something you'd think maybe next week or the week after would be another pay-per-view. And then, well, I'm sorry, premium live events, because we can't say pay-per-view for some reason. I don't know. It's probably one of those phrases now that's illegal to say in you know wwe but that's neither here nor there but tonight's show was pretty good but came with a bit of a sour taste at least for me uh we heard earlier on friday that the brock lesnar versus a roman reigns match not only being title for title which in most cases would have been fine, but it is now a unification match, which means that more than likely the universal championship will be disappearing completely. And we will just have the WWE championship because that seems more logical. Why would you get rid of a title that has been around since, you know, your inception back way back in the WWF days Instead, you know, hold on to a, a, a pretend universal title. Um, if anything, should bring back the big gold belt. But, you know, that's just my my prejudice coming out. <laughs> um, the, the problem I have with that, uh, this again, this is just my personal issues with it. I know there are many people out there that are excited about this and I'm, and I'm happy for them but this is not something that I personally am looking forward to. And this is just yet another check mark in the, I'm glad I'm not going to this year's WrestleMania because I feel like I would leave Dallas once again, <laughs> very disappointed. Um, having a unified champion means essentially that the brand split is over. And while I know that may cause cheers for a lot of people, you have to remember something here. When there wasn't a brand split, you saw the same people every single week, twice a week, and you never got to see a lot of the mid-carters or a lot of the lower end. You never got to see them because the champions or their contenders would be near the top and would be on the show for a good 20 minutes half an hour maybe depending on the segments and then you lose you lose out on that extra match or maybe even possibly two or maybe even three from these mid to low cards people that want to have a shot on television and if they impress enough maybe they can move their way up the card bringing in the unified champion now you lose that meaning probably more roster cuts and we all know how much everybody loves it when somebody from WWE gets released. Uh, <laughs> I know um, secretly this past week we had Cesaro, who's been one of my absolute favorites ever since he first arrived and did stuff with NXT. Um, 
I, I have been a huge fan of his, uh, and it, it was wonderful to be able to see his personality grow when he did stuff with Xavier Woods and Up Up Down Down. Um, his stuff in Uno has been literally some of my favorite things during the pandemic. Uh, and he's now gone. He didn't come to terms with a new contract. Apparently, WWE lowballed him, and obviously. Swiss has been someone who they've constantly dropped the ball on since he arrived. The man has been so over. It's not even funny, but for some reason, Vince just can't seem to understand that. I don't know what it is. I mean, he may not be the best on like the microphone, but his promos are definitely serviceable. They're definitely good. I mean, they're not great by any means, but that's, I don't know. Apparently, Vince thinks he can't connect with the crowd when he's had a Cesaro section for, I don't know, <clears throat> 10 years. <laughs> um, but I'm excited to see him come back uh, to the indie scene or if he immediately goes to AEW, which Tony Khan apparently has a big announcement for Dynamite, which seems to be almost a weekly thing now. But hey, whatever. I mean, I just want to see this man perform. Uh, he's a world class wrestler. And maybe that's what he needs. He needs that open forum to wrestle and not necessarily have to talk. And that's fine. Um, will there maybe be a, a Kings of Wrestling reunion with him and the wrestler formerly known, formerly known as Cassius Ono? We'll see. I don't know. Could be a lot of fun. I do wish him the best. Um, and I'm going to miss him being on television, uh, but I'm not going to miss him seeing uh, being misused. So. Congratulations, my friend. You have escaped. But <laughs> going into the show, now that I've done my ramblings in the beginning here, uh, we kicked things off with the challenger for the SmackDown Women's Champion, Ronda Rousey, uh, and uh, Michael Cole giving the interview with some pretty hard-hitting questions. Um Ronda doing her best to answer as best as she can, but doesn't get too much out because the queen herself, Charlotte Flair, our SmackDown Women's Champion, comes out to the ring. Now, before much can be done here, Ronda gets clipped by Sonya Deville. Now, Sonya, who's supposed to still be a WWE official, has clearly jumped <laughs> right back into being a wrestler. She attacks uh, Rhonda. Charlotte tries to get involved, but eventually towards the end, Rhonda does get the upper hand, uh, causing both Charlotte and Sonia to, to flee. So in doing so, we go to our first commercial break. Uh, we come back and Sonia is in the office watching what she has just done. Adam Pierce walks up to her and goes, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> uh, and he's like, well, you know, because of this, you know, I had a chit chat with the uh, the upper management and it's official next week. Sonia, you will be taking on Ronda Rousey. So Sonia's done. <laughs> In normal days, this probably would have been a real fun match to watch. But the way they're trying to build Ronda up going into mania, Sonia doesn't stand a chance. And it's a little too bad, but she kind of did this to herself. So it is what it is. <clears throat> we move on to our in-ring action, kicking off the night tag team style. 
as Los Lotharios took on the New Day. And because it's almost Biggie's birthday, it looks like Kofi bought him a four-wheeler. So New Day made their entrance on the four-wheeler, and it brought back those stone-cold days, at least the, the thought of it, and it was, it was quite humorous. Um, the match itself was great. Um, Los Lotharios still doing that god-awful kiss cam. Uh, I still, I, I don't, I mean, I get it because it's a gimmick, but it's whatever. <laughs> um, the match itself was good. Um, part of me actually expected Los Lotharios to go over, but that was not the case. Um, at one point towards the end, um, it looked like Big E was actually going to run over Angel Garza with, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Umberto with uh, the four wheeler. Um, the very heelish move from the new day. I like it. Uh, and it actually caused um, Kofi to get the victory uh, because of it. Um, they <laughs> they mentioned, or I should say, when it comes to they, I mean, Pat McAfee and Michael Cole. Pat McAfee back on commentary immediately made this show 10 times better. Thank God Pat's back. Um, they, were spe- they were talking about WrestleMania, and Michael made the, the statement that, you know, this is going to be Pat's first commentary when it comes to, to <laughs> WrestleMania. And Pat thirds and looks at him and says, yeah, it's the first time I'm going to be on WrestleMania, except for that time you tried to get me fired for wearing shorts. And Cole just didn't talk. And I was dying because I remember that. Pat McAfee just, he's doing, this was like during the pre-show uh, like our like the first hour and he's out there with the short shorts because that was his stick that was his thing when he was in nxt he always wore shorts to the commentary table and apparently the room backstage was that cole was furious with this and that he's like this is wrestlemania you're supposed to dress like a you know blah 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 an adult you have a suit and tie and blah blah blah, blah and tried to get him fired but once cole got to know who pat was and why this was how why he did it obviously he softened on him and now they're like the best of friends here but the fact that he brought this up was just absolutely fantastic it's like oh yeah remember that time you tried to get me fired because i was trying to be myself <laughs> it's amazing how things have shifted from then but i'm looking forward to seeing pat mcafee calling some wrestlemania matches so that'll be a lot of fun. So after that, we go to the back and they're interviewing the Usos. And the Usos then get themselves attacked by the Viking Raiders, getting a measure of revenge for what the Usos did to them uh, during the uh, premium live event in Saudi Arabia for Elimination Chamber. Uh, the Viking Raiders, they want their tag team shots, and I'm pretty sure they're probably going to get them at WrestleMania. So that'll be nice. I'm hoping that the Viking Raiders will get the win and get a nice WrestleMania moment winning the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Up next, we had ourselves an actual in-ring debut, which I actually didn't realize this, but now that I think about it, it makes complete sense. Zia Lee, uh, the uh, call-up from NXT uh, using her new protector persona. Uh, she's been in the ring with... Uh, you know other wrestlers to protect them from from you know other bullies uh but tonight she actually had herself a first match and she took on of course the boat herself the best of all time natalia and zaya lee does pick up the victory so it's like a 
a rite of passage to, <laughs> to go through Natalia to get into the women's division on SmackDown. So Zaylee gets the victory here after her a devastating spinning heel kick, which pretty much almost took off Natalia's head. Hey, it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios premier wrestling podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Uh, we moved on then next to hear from our new intercontinental champion, Sammy Zane. And Sammy does this whole like presentation. He's out in like this gold suit and talking about how he, unlike Shinsuke Nakamura, will be a fighting champion. will take on all comers. And when he says that, we hear a familiar sound, the jackass theme. Johnny Knoxville, folks, is back on SmackDown and he comes out to the ring and pretty much tells Sammy, you're going to take on all comers, right? Well, here I am. And I'm just like, oh, no. Oh, no. First off, I have a little problem with this as well. Um, I get it. After what Bad Bunny did last year, everybody thinks now that they can be a WWE superstar. It's not how this works. Um, this I think would be a monumental mistake if you put this title on Johnny Knoxville. It's not a knock on Johnny. I loved Jackass growing up. I thought they were the dumbest people on the face of this planet, but God damn it, they had some hilarious, hilarious moments. But the Intercontinental Championship on its own right still has a special place in my heart. Uh, this was the dark horse workhorse championship and if you're just gonna put a celebrity as an intercontinental champion i mean these these mid-card belts have already taken enough damage as it is uh i think at this point you might as well just kill it with doing this um i know it's a little i don't know it's a strong wording to say but you know i i would liken this to a david arquette winning the wcw heavyweight championship type move like they have no business winning these titles sure they could be in the match but Sammy better damn well win this match. Uh, he does actually attack uh, Johnny Knoxville afterwards, giving him not one but two Huluva kicks in the corner uh, before the refs and agents had to pull him apart. But I think this would be a colossal mistake if they were to give Knoxville this championship. So I'm hoping that whatever they want to do, just let it be, let it be entertaining, but let Sammy get the win. However, before we even get that far, it looks like Shinsuke, I'm sorry, it looks like Sammy does have himself a challenger because after our next commercial break, they show Sammy in the back talking to Adam Pierce and Ricochet walks over and goes, hey, you looking for a new challenger? Well, here I am. 
And Adam Pierce is like, you know what? I like this idea. So next week, Sami Zayn ricochet for the IC championship. I'm like, all right, this could be good. Uh, I do like that Sammy's actually going to be in a match. Uh, will he drop this title again and go back to the conspiracy stuff? I kind of hope so, because I feel like Ricochet deserves an actual championship run that's not cruiserweight. So I look forward to that match next week. Should be a lot of fun. After that, we had more women's action. Sasha Banks in her first match since the Rumble. Uh, took on Shotzi, who is another person that's been MIA. Um, there has been reports, though, that she's been having some severe lower back pain. So that makes a lot of sense then why she would be out. Um, but before that, we had an interesting or before the match started, we had an, an interesting appearance from Naomi. And I was thinking to myself, ooh, are we going to have ourselves a new feud going into Mania? Okay, I, all right, I like this. So she joined commentary uh, and uh, just enjoyed spending time with the boys and, and calling the match. And speaking of the match itself, uh, it was competitive, but it was quick. Uh, Sasha getting the victory via the bank statement, uh, making Shotzi tap out. And then Naomi gets in the ring. And here is where I thought things would get a little interesting. Uh, I was like, all right, well, they're both faces. So maybe this is just going to be a, you know, I had really good match with Charlotte. Now I want to challenge myself yet again and go after someone like the caliber of Sasha Banks. And, but no, they're joining, they're joining again. So two thirds of team bad are back together and they are going to go for the SmackDown tag or for the women's tag team championships. All right. It's a nice twist. I did not expect it. Clearly, I expected those two to go into a one-on-one match, but they'll go after uh, Carmella and Queensley in the Vega if they get the championship. Of course, this is handwritten for Sasha to eventually turn on Naomi because it's just what Sasha does. (laughs) So we'll see, but it could be interesting before that. After that, it looked like Drew McIntyre was going to finally get his hands on on happy Corbin. But at the last minute, Corbin uh, makes the old switcheroo. And once again, it's Madcap Moss taking on Baron, uh, taking on Drew McIntyre and Madcap again, looking impressive, uh, selling the neck injury from Elimination Chamber. We all remember that for those of you who watched uh, Madcap falling directly on its head after an Alabama slam and then still wrestled for another five, you know, six minutes after that. So God bless this man for still being alive. Um, but obviously, same ending. Drew wins via Claymore. And then we go on from there. And then after that, it's our main event, which, again, not a match, a contract signing between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar for this title unification match that most people don't want. Paul doing his best to sell this, and I was just, I wasn't having it. (laughs) Uh, I genuinely hope that the main event of night two of WrestleMania ends in a disqualification so that both champions keep their titles. I hope some shenanigans happen and both Guys get taken out. I think actually that would be kind of cool um, to have uh, somebody either return 
uh, maybe something nightmarish. I don't know. <laughs> and attack both champions. And we have a disqualification and the titles get kept. And then we move on from there. So who knows? We'll find out. But as of right now, we have this unification title match that goes in. And yeah, Roman tried to set up Brock. Um, basically, he was saying how SmackDown's his show and everybody works for him, including the security that was out there. And then you see eight security men turn towards Brock and get in the fighting position. And Brock's like, oh, OK, he uses the table multiple times to take out the majority of them and then just annihilates everybody else. So he stands tall to end the show. But yeah, I mean, like I said, the show was the show was good. Um, wasn't great. Having Pat back was nice. Um, the title unification news really put a sour taste, at least in my mouth. Personally, I, I'm I'm not going to be upset at the wrestlers for this. It just I don't I want to see as many people as I can on television and I want to see them succeed. And by unifying the title i feel like they're going back they're taking steps back and it's it's not gonna work um but i get it both usa and fox want the champions on their shows so i'm sure they'll figure out a way to do it but it is what it is that is your smackdown study for tonight folks we head into next week sam and i will be back recording our next episode of above the ring which will be coming out on monday and then it's right back to the weekly the weekly stuff from the book of bedlam uh, with our raw review our nxt narrative and another smackdown study although next weekend revolution we'll have something special for you guys once again uh we'll be meeting up with our boys over at back to the ring And we'll be doing yet another pick show as another point is on the line in the Shepard Studios Wrestling Heavyweight Championship battle that's been going on for the past year. Uh, Another quick recap, myself and the Riddler tied at three wins apiece. Uh, Sam, the SLB with two, and then Mr. Zach, the genius himself with one. There's still a chance. There's still three points left for Revolution and then night one and night two of WrestleMania giving points apiece. So this title is still up for grabs. So we'll see what happens. But guys, that's it for tonight. Thank you so much for listening as always. Uh, if you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube as well as Above the Ring. You can find myself pretty much everywhere as Scotty J Stream. And you can find this podcast on basically every podcasting platform that is out there. If you are listening on a podcast platform that we're not a part of, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. Though you can do all your one-stop podcast shopping and add a little bedlam to your day from Above the Ring. Guys, thank you once again. We truly appreciate you. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your weekend and your week next week as well. Revolution right around the corner. And then we are on that road to WrestleMania. Guys, thank you again. We truly appreciate you. And don't forget to ship it and join the bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? 
Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.